0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Ninth State Sports Show, lacrosse edition. I am your host, Joe Marcellina from nh-highschoolsports.com, alongside me, Chris Hetler, the head coach of the Dairy Field Boys lacrosse team. Chris, thanks again for joining me.
1: Joe, good uh, good to be here, live on location here with uh, Nashua South and Nashua North, battle for ba- battle for the Nashua City title here.
0: Yeah, we are uh, first time ever on uh, on location at Stello Stadium uh, in the lovely press box uh... high above the field uh... as we're talking right now uh, south doing probably what we thought
1: they were going to do. They're up eight to one on North, um, about eight and a half minutes left in the second quarter. But a really competitive high-level game here. Some really good lacrosse on both ends of the field, both teams going up and down. Just South seems to be finding the back of the net a little bit more than North right now, but uh, really impressed with the, the level of play on the field. Yeah, South is getting a lot of shots. Uh, you know, North, uh, at least during that
0: first quarter, was, was having a hard time hanging on to the ball. Um, you know, but... But
1: still, very impressed with North goalie Made some made some very good saves here, as we as we've been watching in the beginning. Uh,
0: so, as we said, we are uh, away from Riverside this week, but we will be back there next Tuesday uh, to actually talk about the start. Hard to believe as it is, start of the uh, lacrosse playoffs. Um, Schedules will be finalized. At everything that will point. be all out. the games we'll will be done by Friday. Gonna be going where? Um, everything gets well. Uh, Division two gets started on Wednesday, and then everything else later in the week. Um, you know, And, of course, you can uh, send any questions or feedback that you like to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at nhhsports. Sports. Uh, of course, you can listen to the show uh, for the rest of the season on Wednesday mornings uh, at nh-highschoolsports.com or on
1: iTunes. And just to expand on your point, I think most of our listeners out there know, but uh, so Division Two gets 12 teams in, so there's a preliminary round on Wednesday, sort of a, a play-in round for the 5 through 12, 12 seed teams. The top fours get a bye. And so, Division One and Division Three get—they uh, don't start till the following Saturday because they get—they get eight teams. So, yeah, it's coming up fast. Seems like we just started this thing. Uh, you know, other
0: action that we were kind of keeping an eye on today: uh, Pinkerton, of course, is down playing uh, Lincoln Sudbury, and at the start of the third quarter, we saw it a few minutes ago. Was, was, was it 11-7? Pinkerton, Pinkerton was up twelve-seven. Start of the fourth quarter, and uh, with about four and a half minutes left, Lincoln Sudbury's tied it up. I guess okay, it must, it must have be been 11 because it does Either 11 or maybe that's a mismatch. Yeah, maybe it's, tied, it's at 12, tied at 12. But either way, tied it's 11.
1: tied with 4.30 left. That's, uh, well, it's I'm happy yeah. for my brother right now. <laughs> <Of course laughs> we'll your, see your, how it your, your brother's out. a
0: coach down there at, um, at Lincoln Sudbury. Uh, of course, we've got a, a really big one um, at Stelos on Wednesday, uh, Duxbury coming up to Nashville for the first time uh, to take on Bishop Girton. And what uh, I've seen a lot of people saying the – Battle between the number one team in New Hampshire and, and the number one team in
1: Mass. Arguably a regional a regional championship for for New England right there uh, with two of the two of the top even you know hottest teams, with uh, BG not only beating you know all of their out of state games uh, or winning all of their out of state games but winning them decisively, you know. So uh, if they can come out and uh, you know put up a great showing against Tuckspur, I think there's an argument to be made the best best lacrosse in uh, New England could be right here in in Nashua.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned um, you know beating teams, Hannah. It feels like almost like a broken record a bit. You know, talking to some of them about you know some of these out of state games. Um, I think maybe with the exception of that BC High game, you know, it really they were able to get up early on on ev- pretty much everyone, uh, the exception of that game and and, and the Pinkerton game, of course. Um, you know, able to get up early on teams and kind of take control. But even that that BC High game, they were up. Six goals late before before they uh, got some at the couple end. To at make the it end look yeah, a little bit closer. Uh, and you know, Ducksbury's coming off a pair of uh, pretty big wins over Lincoln Sudbury and Hingham uh, in the last week or so. Um, how much do you do you know too much about about Duxbury outside of maybe just looking at scores and
1: traditionally a very very strong defense their close defense is very very good uh they've got a couple poles that that should be able to match up well in theory against Brian uh and that'll that'll be the key there uh what they do what they're able to do against Brian you know is he able to get some easy ones early and then if he can't you know obviously BG has five guys around him but you know, will those middies be ready to step up and, and uh, produce if, if Brian's getting shut down early in that game? And, of course, faceoffs are going to be a huge issue. When um, Duxbury handedly beat Lincoln Sudbury not so long ago, uh, faceoffs were a huge uh, factor in that game. And so uh, that matchup tomorrow, you know, in most of the games that we've seen this season is a, is a big part of it. So face-off, face-offs and how they, how they choose to play Brian will be the, be the uh, deciding factors. You know, and it's a thing too. You, you know,
0: you mentioned how are the other guys going to respond, and 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 you say, oh well, it's a regular season game. What's the big deal? Uh, this, in, in some cases, is is you know, it's as big as a championship game. Um, you know, for, I, I for think the for bg, BG it, yeah. it is for yeah. sure.
1: You know, we've we've kind of been joking about it a little bit, and again, it won't. Their ultimate goal is to win the state championship, but as successful as bg has been they've never had an undefeated season and i know in the back of their minds that that's something that they would like to do especially given the year that they've had and the the great wins that they've had over the out-of-state teams to cap it off with a win there and then to go on and win the state championship would just be uh I, i think it'd be hard for chris to say it's not his best team ever
0: you know and and certainly in some years they've on paper been the better team um and gone down there um, well, when they played, this, played on a neutral field, gone down there and, and, and come up short. So, of course, you know, last two years, uh, BG's
1: finally broken through and been able to beat them. Uh, last year was a, a double overtime win. So, I, I, like their ch- I like their chances. As long as they win face-offs, I think they're going to have too much offensive firepower. I think even if you can match up well against Brian, there's just too many other options there. Um, and as good as Duxbury's uh, defense is, I don't think they've seen an offense like this all year. Um, and you can you can scout it, you can see it on film, and have a game plan. But until you actually shut it down, um, you know, I, I think Ducksberry is going to be surprised at the speed at which these guys play at, as well, and, and the fact that the games on on turf here is going to really uh, play in BG's favor. You know, you know height Miller is going to be, I think, a big factor in that game too. If it does stay close, you know, um, his, abil- his ability to make saves down the down the stretch will be key for them as well.
0: You know, we as we mentioned the playoffs. Um starting next week but we kind of already know even with a couple days left what division one it pretty much is going to look like of course bg's already regardless of what happens tomorrow they've clinched the number one seed uh we know exeter and pinkerton are going to probably be pinkerton two exeter three but could could flip flop depending on what what happens in their game on friday could get Um, real interesting if lincoln sudbury completes the comeback well i you know the way i was looking at it with tiebreakers and everything even if pinkerton beats lincoln sudbury um if they were to then lose to exeter they still would end up um, cause would I they get the three? So I think what would be because the they, what would be the they would, be the they would have they would have split they would have split two head-to-head meetings, um, so which then the next tiebreaker is um, rating against tournament teams, ah. and Exeter gets an extra win there because they played Londonderry twice and they played Bedford twice. Um, Pinkerton only played Londonderry twice, so they have one less win over a tournament team.
1: And I wonder if uh, so th- th- their Exeter's win over Acton Boxborough probably has doesn't nothing about nothing about to yeah, do. Yeah, Out of yeah, state, yeah. state games of don't, don't, game don't, n- don't into uh, it. uh,
0: It's not until like the sixth or seventh tiebreaker, which is it then comes <laughs> to like road <laughs> wins and home wins, and that's that's pretty. But much I think it. we can
1: pretty much no matter what. I think we can pretty much see the matchups. I think it's going to be BG, BG Hanover in that round, yep, and then it looks yep. like. Uh, Pinkerton and, uh, and was it South? If, if
0: Pinkerton's the two. South is pretty much locked into the seven seed. Um, same with Salem at six, and then Exeter would be
1: three, assuming you know, assuming that Pinkerton w- if wins on Friday. Um, and I tell you what, I haven't gotten a chance to watch South much this year, but you know, I, I think if they had a faceoff guy that could that could match up against Gianno Mara, they they've got some guys that can shoot here. Uh, Devin Linscott's been really impressive. Sean Holland coming back on the field now. They've uh, watching them get their hands free. These guys can shoot, so they would they would be a tough matchup for, for a lot of teams. It's uh, you know we'll have to see how they uh, match up with uh, Gianna Mara, but to, if they can get the ball, I think I think they could score. They could score against Pinkerton. Uh, you know, and
0: then the other game, quarterfinal game, looking at it right now is uh, Bedford Londonderry, and looks like that game you know would be at Bedford. Bedford being the four seed. Uh, after them, their win over Sauhegan yes uh, on Monday. Bedford
1: really week. seems to be hitting their stride right now. The offense seems to be coming together. The defense has been playing well all season. Um, you know they've been very strong in front of front of Luke, and it just seemed like they they took their time and chipped away at Sauhegan and then broke things open in the third no. quarter. <laughs> that um, one uh, they
0: they kind of um, they kind of came in out, out flat in that game. They yeah. they got, did not get off the bus well, um, and then just kind of first, no, first half. I think they're they playing they for the playoff yeah, lives, yeah, you know yeah.
1: so kind of kind of expected that maybe that would that you know so would give everything they got and that and that first opening salvo there and then uh you know bedford settles in uh, and they
0: just exploded in that third yeah. quarter it was i want to say five goals in about three minutes was it was it was it was quite a show to be honest um you know it, as you know as good an offensive stretch you know as as you know most teams have put up this season um you know let's take uh i mean kind of not too much more to talk about in Division One, I, I don't think. You know, outside of um, you know, like we said, the Exeter Pinkerton on Friday. North has a, a an inter- interesting out of uh, Division game on Friday against Hollis, but it's interesting more so what it could do for Hollis Brookline more than what because I mean, very North important being out game of, for yeah. Hollis
1: Brookline at this point. You know, Hollis is Hollis has shown the ability. They, you know, they've they've had it. They ran into a tough stretch there, and then all of a sudden they explode for 11 goals and beat Windham 11-5. Um, but then you know you, you kind of see the Jekyll and Hyde nature of their season. Uh, unfortunately, go down to Timberlane and lose on the on the road at Timberlane yesterday. You know a great win for Timberlane that locks up them for, that locks up a playoff yeah, seed for they, them. They, um,
0: you know, they had hit a really uh, really rough stretch themselves. I think they lost something like you know six
1: or seven in a row. We kind of um, saw that. We kind of had a feeling coming in, looking at their schedule at the beginning of the season, that after a strong start, they were going to hit that patch. Um, you know, talking to Coach Blaska, the one he really wants back is the, is the St. Thomas game and uh, the, the game at Winnikunit early in the season, two one-goal games where they had leads in both games and had, had opportunities to win that. Um, but it looks like, you know, if things fall right, they could, uh, they could finish as high as 10th. Um, and I think that's that's where they're battling. They're waiting to see what what Hollis and North do there, because Hollis has a chance to finish as high as tenth as well, or miss the playoffs. Or
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this thing has changed quite a bit. Um, you know, when I put this together, you know, was looking at the 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 um seedings on Monday. You know, it was Hollis at ten, uh, Bo I think at eleven, and Oyster or Oyster River eleven, Bo twelve, uh, with Timberlane and Saint Thomas on the outside, and then after yesterday's games you know, it completely changed with Timberlane 10, St. Thomas 11, and Hollis at 12, Bowen Oyster River on the outside. So, I mean, it's, and I think all of those, all of those um, schools have at least one more game. So it could change again by the, by, you know, by the time we get to Saturday. Um, So no one, I think, I mean, I think outside of Maybe the top eight, I think, teams are are, are top, obviously top, decided. Top uh, top.
1: Actually, it's about the top nine. I think Kingswood and Keen are pretty Keen much locked into that looks eight like nine. It, yeah. But Keen Keen could play its way into a home game against. Right now they would be right now they would be the visitors, but uh, it looks like they they on paper they have two potential wins left, and looks yeah, they like picked they up, a, pick up, win up a win against Pembroke, and and if they hold serve against Manchester Memorial, they should finish with a with a higher rating than Kingswood and host uh, Kingswood for that eight nine game. The movement could occur if uh, if there were some upsets. If if Winnikunit was able to uh, knock off Portsmouth, and then if Goffstown was able to knock off either uh, uh, Portsmouth or Dairyfield, then uh, then they, they actually could potentially finish high. But it looked like um, you know they're gonna. So the the top the top nine are pretty much there. It's just where they kind of finish in the top nine.
0: Uh, f- I would say though, you guys, Dairyfield already has that top. Top we are locked, locked into the top seed, and I seed, believe yeah. Portsmouth. Um, Portsmouth, if they evening. win a game, I think they have to win one game to fi- on the you know to finish out the season to get yep. that
1: number two seed. Uh, so, but they are, but they're they're likely they're a likely two seed, and then um, I, the way it looks on paper is that if Dover holds serve, they would, by virtue of having one more win, they would finish three, and then uh, same thing with Merrimack Valley. If Merrimack Valley holds serve, they will finish four. And then it looked like that's where the, the movement could occur, is if all of a sudden a, a Winnicunit upsets Portsmouth, or you know, like we said, Goffstown upsets Derryfield or Dover, then there's a little bit of movement there. Um, Wyndham looks like they're going to finish around five or six.
0: Um, so of those teams, you know, looking at, th- at who is probably going to end up outside of that top four, um, who's the team that no one wants to play?
1: Uh, well, I think you know. I think both. I, I, I look at the two W's there. I look at Winnetka and Wyndham. I think two traditionally strong teams uh, that are capable of playing. You know, very tough defense. Uh, you know, good good in the face-off circle. Um, I think a team that's really hot right now is Merrimack Valley, scoring a lot of goals. Um, you know, knocks off a very good Dover team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen their score against John Stark today, um, so we'll be interested in that. They did, but they're, but they're a team, though, that's a little bit up and down. They also, you know, they go on the road and they almost lose to St. Thomas, who, you know, is, is having a tough season and battling to get into the playoffs. So, But, you know, a Merrimack Valley team on turf, fast team, able to score a lot of goals, um, you know, dangerous.
0: Can I, I interrupt you there for a moment because I just saw here that um, Pinkerton actually has beaten Lincoln Sudbury 14-13 in overtime. Uh, Chad, uh, Chad with the game-winner, assisted Tom Sweeney. Boy, so how about that for
1: the last five six minutes there that must have been that must have just been uh, a lot of fun to watch maybe, maybe
0: maybe we really should have taken this on the road i mean it made, a, made a, quite a drive down there um but yeah, getting back to, to you know did it um, division two um well you know you mentioned win you guys had uh probably a, an game interesting game with them, game the with them on friday you pull out a seven4 win in which what they scored all four of their goals what in the first quarter and then first
1: uh, first about uh, I would say 17 minutes or so of the game we found ourselves down four to one all of a sudden and uh, Coach Snow had his guys ready to play you know we kind of knew coming into it they they had a Monday game like us but then they had the rest of the week to kind of sit back and watch film and prepare for us so we had a feeling they were going to come in and give us their best shot um, and they did their their kids played very well tough physical team like we talked about a lot of a lot of guys that are. Um, you know, proven winners from being on that football team, that state championship football team, and they didn't back down an inch and and played us deep into the fourth quarter, uh, and kind of gave us everything we could handle. But you know, proud of, proud of my guys for not panicking and just uh, finding kind of a way to to win a game ugly and uh, <laughs> and get that W and move on. <laughs> haven't haven't
0: had to do that too much. Uh, I mean, you did have the close game against Portsmouth earlier in the year. Similar uh, similar
1: type feel of the game where you know it just like nobody was panicking. We just felt like okay, we just got to bide our time and keep playing good defense i mean that's that's what's really impressed me this year is even in our our two games that were close you know we still gave up five four goals and and we knew that if we just kept chipping away the offense would get there eventually
0: uh you know let's uh take a look at what we got going in division three here um you know which i guess would probably be the the division where there's i mean as much as there's kind of we're all over the place in division two there is a um, clear
1: cut there's a clear cut favorite well in, in, I in division three there's a favorite but
0: but i mean not that I- in any case I- something weird could happen
1: are you trying to tell me Hopkins is not ta- the favorite I'm after no
0: i'm saying that they could end up not being the number one seed i was looking at this <laughs> this morning um you know laconee is the one loss they've got is to Hopkinton, so they're right there with them um you know are the odds slim that hopkinton's gonna lose one of its last two games uh, yeah um I'm, I'm blanking on who their first game is but i know they play at um at milford on friday and if i can find their schedule here why <laughs> is this not coming up there we go okay they, they're at bishop brady and bishop brady and at milford um probably
1: games that they're not going to drop
0: um uh, you know, judging by the 17 to two
1: score they put up against Brady early yeah. in the season I think I think that right. one would be okay um, but.
0: but if something weird happens uh, Laconia wins out they both finish 12 and one or excuse me 13, 13 and one um Laconia play they would you know Hopkinton holds the head-to-head win but the first tie or the the tie really comes from the rating but because Laconia beat Keene last week, they would have extra points. They
1: would, so their rating would. So actually they would actually, actually be read- would actually better, than and be they would
0: they would end up being the number one seed over Hopkins. Well, some,
1: something for Hopkins still to play for. They yeah, haven't ra- they yeah. haven't wrapped it up yet. But um, I was just going to say they had a they you know based on their they a very impressive win thirteen to six over Pelham, um, you know, and then they seemed you know again they beat they beat Laconia on the road mm-hmm. ten to four in my mind there's even if they're not the one seed they're they're still no they're doubt the favorite, they're, yeah. they're, they're oh, yeah. going into yeah. the playoffs there
0: i'm just um, i'm just trying to make things a little bit more interesting <laughs> on my end i always like to like to to you know see something that i don't know is going to happen happen
1: uh, you know it'll be interesting to see if laconia and some of these teams that uh, you know laconia does have a very good defense led by drew muzzy there you know can they make some adjustments in the playoffs do they play a zone are they able to shut off colby quiet you know some of the some of the bigger stars for Hopkinton. and you know, get the face-off battle. Um, the other thing I heard in the uh, Laconia game was that Laconia had one of their their top midfielders, uh, steal go down early in that game. And it kind of changed the complexion of what they were able to do on the offensive end. So if they're at full strength, I would love to see it. I think a laconia Hopkinton final could be a lot of fun. You know, I um, had a
0: chance last week to uh, take in a div- my first Division Three game of the, of the season uh, with Milford and Conval playing out in Milford. Um, I might, I might have been a little bit of bad luck for Milford there as I think that, you know, they end up winning 7-6, to six, uh, which at that time was their lowest uh, out you know, po- total of the season in terms of goals. Um, by quite a few in some cases, they had really been putting up a lot of offense, 17 in their previous two games before that. Of course, they uh, fell to Pelham today, 17-6. to six. Um, Both teams still with a uh, pretty good chance, um, Conval, I'm saying, and uh, Milford, because Conval, I believe yesterday, went down and beat Trinity, come yeah. down to beat tr- Trinity, yep. um, get them back to 500, drop Trinity to 6-5. and five. Milford, going into today, was at 7-5. and five. You had uh, Co Brown that finished up the year in a bit of a slide at 7-7. Seven and seven, They're still in the hunt. they're still in it. And it looks like Interlakes, Interlakes was is 7-5, yeah. too. So, I mean, we're, you're talking about maybe, I don't know, um, how many is that, five, six teams that are all, all kind of all within? the hunt with, yeah.
1: with a couple games left in the season here. Um,
0: you know, so... What, t- I mean, you know, we talked about Hockington, um, you know, another team we didn't mention, though, Plymouth, is, is another team that's right up there, uh, you know, probably going to get one of those top four seeds. And, you know, maybe they look like they're starting to come together at the right They time. are starting
1: to come together. Um, it looks like, you know, they've been they've been kind of a relying on their defense all season, kind of keeping it close. Um they it looked like from most of their scores offensively they, they've struggled a little bit this year if they if those guys can can hit their stride a little bit down the down the stretch then they'll, they'll be in better shape but I, I think that's a team that po- probably against the big boys just doesn't have enough offensive firepower this year. Um,
0: Uh, and of course uh, Division three a little bit different than everyone else there there uh, only eight teams get in but they start their uh, postseason uh, on Friday uh, as opposed to d one and d two play their quarterfinals there on Saturday so you know if you're if you're getting out to a d3 game you might want to mark that on a calendar uh, so you don't show up Saturday and there's no one there there you go because <laughs> <So laughs> <laughs> you know I, I and I, I say that um, Partially from experience, you know, <laughs> over, <there. laughs> over the uh, 15 or so years that I've been doing this, there have been a few occasions where I've shown up somewhere, uh, and I've been the only one there. Not for a playoff game, but, but you know, for the other start games. Time.
1: Sometimes the start times are a little Some bit different on the NHI like to website. Move, they yeah.
0: move the start times around, and they don't, mm-hmm. uh, they don't like to tell you or posted anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know let's uh, change gears a little bit and want to talk about uh, a little bit of the, the girls side of things girls lacrosse, Um kind of, course kinda of the,
1: kinda the same story we've talked about all years just the the amazing parody or the amazing competitiveness uh, of, of D1 D2 and D3 girls lacrosse you know just a whole you could you could make a you can make a great you know open tournament or you know again the in the division one you're gonna have Pinkerton Egan, Bedford, Girton, Exeter, uh, Merrimack's playing well. Uh, none of these teams are going to, you know. There's, there's six teams there that are all playing really well that are going to be great matchups in, the, in the uh, quarters and the semifinals. You know,
0: I, I, got to see a really good one uh, myself on Friday between Bedford and Sauhegan. Um, you know, a, a one-goal game, overtime game. Um, you know that, really for stretches, the defenses I felt dominated, but there were, you know, both teams went on runs. I mean, they, they it was a one or excuse me, a two-one game, three-one game for a while. You know. For Sauhegan, Bedford went on a run late in the first half to make it 4-4 at halftime. You know, they both came out of the gate pretty strong in the second half. And then right at the end of regulation, they went back and forth, scored a couple goals, make it 9-9. I think Sauhegan scored the winning goal 12 seconds into overtime just –
1: Complete how, bang how important bang was the momentum? So in, in boys lacrosse, you know the faceoff circle is so important. What were the what were the draws I, like the in that game?
0: Bedford dominated the draws surprisingly. I uh, had that written down somewhere. Uh, give me a second. It was something. Um, they were eight and four, eight one eight lost four in the second half and overtime, uh, fourteen and seven of overall. So fourteen and twenty one overall. Um, there were a lot of times though in that second half where you know they would win the draw they'd either so you can either make a save or force a turnover and then come back and most of their goals actually so goals I, I shouldn't say most was about even came off of either a bedford turnover or just winning the draw
1: um you know so really kind of no momentum to it at all similar you know i was at the uh, you know not to switch gears too much but i was at the the dairy field laconia game uh you know a big matchup in division three and um you know it came down to face-offs and goalie play, and Laconia just completely, for most of the game, dominating the face-off circle. And uh, uh, Derry Fields goaltending, just uh, you know, superior in that game, ended up ended up making the difference. Uh, because for a while, Laconia was really controlling the the the, uh, the game there, just from from uh, draws alone. So similar parallels in both boys and girls lacrosse with how, how important the uh, the draw circle and face-off circle are. Yeah.
0: You know, uh, most going to be
1: really important with looking at all the one goal games <laughs> that we've had in Division One. going to be really important in the playoffs. Yeah, I
0: mean, if we were just talking, um, or you know, we were talking before about, uh, you know, Bishop Gerton in general, you know, specifically they've got what five five losses this year. Four of them have been one goal games. I believe the Sauhegan one was in overtime or double overtime. Uh, you know, they lose to Bedford by a goal, Pinkerton by a goal
1: bedford with three one goal losses right so just an incredibly incredibly competitive uh division there but like like we've talked about i think you've got to feel good no matter what team you are going in there knowing that we've been competitive with every team in there we haven't gotten blown out by anybody the one the one
0: surprising one might be that the sowhegan pinkerton game um not because sowhegan won that game but because they won it by seven goals i I, that mean i mean compared at pinkerton yeah
1: yeah very impressive
0: yeah uh you know we talked about or you mentioned, you know, just how you could probably take the top three or four teams in every division this year and kind of put them all together. Um, well, I think Winnicott and Portsmouth it certainly. In, have in shown division, that two two division two, it's on the division yeah. two side, um, you know, with both of those teams, of course, at the top of the standings, you know, John Stark and Hollis Brookline aren't too far behind, at least on paper. But John
1: Stark giving I Portsmouth everything they could handle the week before, you know, up on Portsmouth early, tied going in late, before uh, Portsmouth able to pull away, ten to seven. Um, but that, that, you know, that kind of shows that, you know, they, they've got what it takes to get in there.
0: You know, and, and I believe, you know, they, their lineup consists of a, a good number of girls who played on that uh, basketball team that, w- you know, as a 13 seed got to the finals this year in Division II. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm sure that that experience has uh, has benefited them, um, you know, going into some of these games. Of course, you know, they dropped uh, – you mentioned the loss to Portsmouth. They dropped the one-goal uh, game to, to Wyndham last week um, and lost to 10 at – by 10 at Winniconnant, of course, you know, really um, really, well, it seems it, like they're coming it on like, late. Winniconnant yeah.
1: seems like they're coming on, you know, with a win, o- win over Bedford and how they've been playing. It looks like they're a team that's peaking at the right time, only lost by two at um, uh, at Portsmouth earlier in the year. So, you know, that, that potential showdown there in the championship could be a, an amazing game back yeah. and forth. And
0: they put up uh, 19 goals against the Hollis Brookline team that at times has, you know, been pretty – stingy on defense uh in some cases very stout on defense. yeah um but that one you know I, I think as good as maybe some of those other teams are i think winnecunnan and portsmouth look like the the favorites to meet in the final again this year uh no question about that and as you were saying in division three you know dairy fields moved up actually t- into that top spot for the moment um of course they uh um, the they lost to that head-to-head
1: hopkinson there who seems like they, they're playing really well um you know, but I think I think Laconia has shown, Bo sh- has shown that they, they all, uh, on any given day, can play well. And I, I don't think anybody's going to want to play Kearsarge either. You know, a team that came, wh- I believe they were the sixth seed last year. They were the sixth right? seed to
0: win. This year they are the eighth seed, which, um, I- as you may or may not know, that's all they get into the playoffs. They have ten wins uh, and are the eighth seed right now in Division III. Um, you know, and they're th- surprisingly – you know, looking at, 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 at some of the, the top teams, I mean, uh, Derryfield and Hopkinton have beaten a lot of playoff teams, but you get to the teams below them, and, and most of the teams have played some of the l- you know, weaker teams in the division. Kearsarge has wins, I think, over all of them. Their oh f- most oh of their five sure. losses have come out of division.
1: You know, I think right now, I'm not sure Derry wants to be the one seed because looking, looking at that right now, you'd draw, you draw Kearsarge in the quarterfinals and then potentially Laconia in the semifinals. That would not be an easy – and then you'd have to play Hopkinson or Bow in the championship. So you'd be playing three – if you're going to win a championship as the one seed, you may really earn it this year.
0: Well, I, I mean, they – didn't they? I know they've beaten um, Kearsarge twice this year, right? Second um,
1: second time around was a very good was game, a close game, field, yeah, very close game. Could have know, gone either way And that Laconia game that at, at Derryfield, Field, eleven nine was was back and forth for a while as well. I'm guessing
0: that you know, last year they probably also played them twice during the regular season, or at least once, and beat them. Yep. Um, and then turn around and lo- and, and had Kearsarge. That, H- that, that was a Kearsarge team though game.
1: that was peaking at the right time, yeah. oh, and yeah, they do return a lot of their a lot of the same girls from that team. Um, I believe this year they do have a new goaltender, which is a little bit different. Um, you know, they, in the girls game, a, a hot goaltender can easily swing a game. You know, I, I watched it. The, the Derryfield goaltender, uh, Shauna was, was incredible in, uh, in their win over Laconia. So it just cha- completely changed the momentum of that game. Any other
0: uh, final thoughts before we, you know, wrap up the, uh,
1: I guess, close the book on the regular season? Next time we talk, it'll be it'll be playoff time. Well, it's always, you know, as we talked about, especially on the D2 side, and uh, well, I guess on across the board, it, it's a potentially long. After what seems like a, a spring that's flown by, now you've got to you got to figure out how to manage your guys over a ten day stretch before they play in those quarterfinals on the following uh, following Saturday. So. You know how teams go about doing that. I know we we traditionally have a, a scrimmage with Bishop Curtin in between, um, but just balancing that, the giving the guys the amount of time that they need to rest up and heal up versus you know acquiring some rust during that time will be will be difficult to balance. But I'm looking forward to going down to Gillette this weekend, seeing some really good lacrosse, um, and uh, you know especially interested on the D2 side with uh, with Merrimack and some uh, a lot of New Hampshire Tomahawks, a lot of New Hampshire kids in general. Uh, looking to bring home a national championship back to new hampshire
0: well i will say hopefully you have better weather this weekend than we are experienced at the moment of course uh at stillow stadium uh for but we're indoors and dry the, yes <laughs> the second half of this uh now into the south north uh game here and the the rain has started to come down again uh so thank you to uh Nashua athletics for letting us uh into the press box to uh to do this so that we don't have to sit in the rain and and uh, potentially have this be the last podcast. It's been fun. It's it, yeah. been
1: fun though. It's a great atmosphere here. Even though the rain is out, there's a, the stands are packed. A lot of lot of Nashua fans here on both sides, and, and two teams continuing to battle hard. Is you know South has pulled ahead pulled ahead significantly here, but the Nashua kids are not or the Nashua North kids are not giving up at all. They're still playing hard well into the uh, well into the second half here. Um, just again, very impressed with the level of play on both sides.
0: So with the end of the, uh, the regular season coming close, i have got a couple of big things that are coming up, of course, this week, as uh, some of you have already maybe seen, um, doing daily updates of what the playoff standings look, look like and, and who's in and who's out, um, something that you know is available to uh, members to the site. So if you want to take a look at that, go ahead and sign up for a membership. Um, you know we'll also in the next week or so, uh, you'll be able to pre order a copy of our uh, lacrosse yearbook, which uh, this will be the first time we're doing one of those. Uh, if you've seen the football one we did in the fall, uh, basically taking all of the coverage from this season and putting it into a magazine. Uh, a lot of photos in there with it, too. Standings, a bunch of stuff, whatever, whatever I also have space for. It'll be a lot of good things. So if you want a uh, way to remember the uh, 2018 season, um you know this is this is probably the best way to do it so keep an eye out for that um and of course we'll have uh, lots of playoff coverage for you and
1: we'll mm-hmm. be back next tuesday doing this hopefully hopefully next tuesday and uh if things go well i'd love to be back here on uh, june 6th playing, <laughs> playing, in, playing in the semifinals here uh,
0: so. he, he is uh chris hetler Dairyfield boys lacrosse coach chris thanks again
1: joe thanks for having me
0: i'm joe marcellina and we'll talk to you next week